Welcome back to the Brett and Jason podcast. I am your co-host, Brett Hanfling. And on the other line, on the Zoom camera, looking right at him, it's David Chuck Greenfield. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Happy to have you here. We haven't done this in a long time. We did it, I guess, I think we did before last year's draft, right? I don't know if we've had anything since last season. We did oh, yeah. like one post game reaction. I think we did. Pre-game. We did a post game reaction. And I think we talked a little about pre draft stuff, um, and I guess we never did the reaction. But yeah, um, it's with all these appearances, you lose track every once in a exactly. while. There's a lot going on. Um, but it's good to have you back. Football is back. We've both been waiting for it for a long time. Um, crazy. We didn't, we didn't have to wait. The season wasn't delayed, um, and it's great. So. Week one is in the books. Um, things are a little different. You, everyone knows you as uh, one of, you know, the, the Giants' biggest tailgaters. So we had a home game this week. Were you able to – what did you do? You felt, you felt missing uh, not in the stadium? Yeah, it's, I mean, 2020 tailgating is not what it used to be. Um, my dad and his usual tailgate buddies, one of them, Greg Diamond, had us over in his newly renovated backyard. At a nice outdoor setup and a TV, but it's just not the same. Well, it's not the same, but I knew you wouldn't miss a tailgate completely. So, what you guys just did food and, and drinks and yeah, food, drinks. A lot of the guys still did like their staple dishes. Steak. Uncle Todd made some fillet, fillet, skirt steak, burgers, hot dogs, really? the staples. Staples sounds amazing. Did you did you watch the game there? I watched first half there, jetted out. And watch second half at home. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to watch with a big – it's outside, right? Outside, but one of the most insane outside audio setups. Really? Yeah, and a good TV. So it wasn't like a bad viewing right. experience. It was just starting to get a little chilly. Okay, that's, that's a good uh, compromise half there and half at home. Um, yeah, I watched at home with my dad. We were, we were pumped. You know, Giants have been – Pretty bad the last couple of years. We've made one playoff appearance in the last seven years, I believe. We were both pretty excited. Um, even after, you know, what, we had four wins last year. We didn't improve a ton, but I, I, I was very excited. I still am. But So the Giants lost 0-1. Um, we lost... Um, I think by 10. We lost by 10. And um, there were a lot of ups and downs. I, you know, we started off the game hot. I, I felt good by halftime, or at least close in the second quarter. Um, what, first of all, what are your overall thoughts on the game? You know, I know, I know you're disappointed we lost, but what did you say? Yeah, I mean, obviously you never want to start 0-1, but new coach, new O-line, new defense, new everything. Right. So it was really... And a shorting, and, uh, a shorting champ. And no preseason. No preseason. So there's only... Everyone's saying that, you know, you're at a disadvantage. You have a new coach, a new system this year more than ever because of COVID. There's only three teams with a new coach. It's us. It's the Panthers and Matt Rule. And um, I think it's three teams with new rookie coaches. Yeah. Uh, time coaches. Okay. Who's the third? Can you think of it? Yeah, Stefanski. Stefanski with the Browns. Yeah. So Giants are really at a disadvantage. Um and, but even with that, I think, they, you know, they came out, they came out decent. Um, 
You know, Daniel Jones, I thought looked good. Um, I tweeted about it. I was really encouraged. He was 26 to 41, 279 yards, two picks. At, I mean, two touchdowns and two picks. Yeah, the two picks were killer. Um, but what did you see out of Jones? I mean, like, he's got so much talent. He was definitely an encouraging effort. Uh, last year, he kind of got us with the fumbles, which you expect out of a rookie. Yesterday was a little disappointing. It was, it was the interceptions. And both of them kind of changed the game. I think we were up 10-3, ball around the 40, just made a great stop, and he threw that pick where TJ was. Yeah, so just- I, I don't even know what to think of that first pick because it, it was a weird one. It was sort of, it was like, sort of like a, shuff, a shovel play. TJ Watt kind of disguised himself. I mean, it's, it's not a good one. Um, you it know, looked like the pressure was just coming, and TJ Watt made a very good instinctive play. I mean, they were showing the replays. That ball wasn't near anyone either. Like, That's what I was a little confused about. I think he, I think he was throwing a slant, an out slant. It was behind someone. Um, so it wasn't a good play. No, but it was killer. Just they, they scored in probably three or four plays, tied it up, and then took the lead before half. And then the second one, I mean, we were talking. That was one of the most incredible drives that, that I've ever was, seen. We were all... And, and I, I don't even think we're overdoing it. We were all bugging out by that drive. That was such a beautiful drive. I think we converted four third downs. Um, fourth? A fourth down. None of the third downs were easy. They were all accurate throws or Jones picking up with his legs. Yeah, I think um, the first one was like third and 14 iron five, and he, with pressure in his face, threw a bullet just to get it moving. Even that would have been a win in field position flip. <laughs> it really was... Like nothing I felt in, in a long time that drive, and I I don't think we're overdoing it. It was a, it was a miraculous drive, and then uh, the tough interception on what was it second and second and goal or second and short? We were inside the five. I think um, it was second or third. Rolling out left. Some people say he was trying to throw out the end zone. I'm not totally sure. I think he was fully trying to throw to the guy making the corner. In the corner. Route. Yeah, I think so. Also, I and. I think he would have either put it where it was out of balance or would have taught him, which would have been the smart way to play it. But who hit his arm? Was it Watt? Was it Dupree? But no, it was yeah, Dupree. That guy. But Dupree was everywhere. He hit his arm, ball welled up. There's eight sealers right there. And I think Hayward comes down with the pick. Deflating. I think a couple of people in the group chat wrote deflating because that was the word. It, was, it just was deflating. Um, it was, and then I think the first play after that, we force a fumble. Juju somehow recovers. Yeah, it. you're right. Um, if we took out the ball right back there, who knows what happened? But Juju got in a pile with a five Giants. Juju played a good game, really. Did. Um, uh-huh. So I was encouraged with DJ. Um, Saquon had a rough game, 15 carries for six yards. Um, you know, anyone who watched that game could tell that the offensive line was going to be uh, at the point of attack on the run game and the pass game, but especially the run game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Saquon's a beast. He got one, he got one ball out in space that he made it great uh, after the catch. I, I don't know what you want. What do you think? You know. Yeah, it goes back to new team, new O-line, new coaching. Those guys have never played a real snap together, and you're going up against – I think the Pittsburgh defense brought back like nine guys. They yeah, were I didn't, probably I didn't, the best unit last year. I didn't even realize how good they are, their defense, until the game was happening. Between TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, they just got like all these solid linebackers and linemen. They were uh, uh, Devin Bush, the rookie last oh, year. He was great, yeah. The first round. 
So Barkley was swallowed up. I mean, I'm not worried about Bark. I mean, I'm not worried about Barkley, but I am slightly worried if the offense is getting holes. Um, but you know, we play the Bears next week, who have a good defense also. So it's going to be a tough test again for the line. Yeah, they're 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 getting out there and learning by experience, but hopefully. But even with all that pressure, so I tweeted today there were 26 pressures, um, which is a ridiculous amount. I, <laughs> it was six more than any other team uh, when week one. You know, uh, Jones only got sacked three times, which, you know, three sacks is a decent amount. But for that many pressures, um, I thought he handled it well with his legs and getting the ball out quick. Yeah, and you could tell, like, I think we went downfield once that big touchdown. For the most part, it was you know, quick three-step drop, get it out, which is nice. I think, like, we started the game that first drive. We ended up punting. But, like, first three or four passes, just the quick get it out, right yeah. right and accurate. And that's the thing. He was doing pressure. And Jones what was going on with Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram had a rough game. Um, he had the drop early. He had the penalty early. He, he He's never been a good uh, blocker. And the thing is, people get upset that they ask him to block, but I – I think if he's only in there on passing plays, you're way too predictable. So you need him to become a bit of a better blocker, right? Uh, either that or you just actually play him as a receiver if that's all he's going to do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not worried about him. I thought he had a great catch on... That OPI, right? Yeah, they called him a test interference. It was similar. There was one early... Uh, the league's got an OPI problem. Yeah, there's too much OPI right now. What was in the Cowboy game on Michael Gallup? And A.J. Green. And A.J. Green, yeah. Um, Are those no longer reviewable? The one on Green may have been, I thought. The one on Gallup, I did not, despite him being a Cowboy. And even the one on Green, I, you know... I thought all three were just good, good offense. No, especially the Ingram one. His arm was sort of tied up, and he sort of... It was, and I forgot the rules analyst they brought in, but he, he, he said he didn't fully extend it. He, there, was a, there was some... They were all like, good call. I was obviously not agreeing. Can they still um, review those? Offensive pass interference? I, I, I don't I think, think so. Because I, I, I didn't hear of a single challenge all week one. Yeah, I think I they might have gotten rid of it. One year rule. I mean, sometimes I mean, people complain when they bring it in and you have all these press interferences and we'll probably complain now that they're not there because you hate that the, the easy ones are missed or not even when, or they're called when they're not there. I mean, last year they were a nightmare. The reviews, they wouldn't change anything even. I guess it's um, better, better be gone. Um, other encouraging the defense looked pretty solid. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's been pretty low on our defense. I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, secondary, I thought was kind of, kind of struggled. Um, the issues were always when we were stuck one-on-one. Right. And, and some younger players, even Grabbear's not a younger player, but it was one-on-one versus Juju, and they got a pick. It wasn't always their fault, but, you know, there's a lot of good receivers in this league, so they're going to have to step up. Um, Darnay Holmes, who the Giants like a lot, the rookie, uh, 5'9 rookie. Um, I saw – I forget the stats, but I think five of six. People – the they were five of six on him. The secondary needs to be better. I know we lost Baker. We lost McKinley to injury. Um, uh-huh. ben, ben was throwing the ball nicely. Like a lot of those throws were not easy throws and you're just in the right spot. Right. Um, the pass rush should be great. It hasn't really been talked about, but um, we, I think we've got some really good guys on, on the line that are, that are, I mean, sorry, I meant the, the run. Uh, the it run is. Well, production. it actually, Benny Snell started getting us. But like our interior D line has, 
a ton well, of first have, round well, talent. Most of what we have is interior D line because we have uh-huh. Dexter Lawrence last year, who was a first round pick. We have Leonard Williams, who was a first round pick. He, that was the best game he's played as a giant for sure. Yeah. A bunch of years ago, he's first round pick. And Dalvin Tomlinson, who yeah. I think we could second round. So those are three interior guys. Those are, that's a lot of beef right there. Um, they don't they don't get to the quarterback that great, but um, they just stop the run and, and push the pocket. It, could be yeah, a, it seems like on like the the basic runs up the middle, we usually have that pretty good. And Blake Martinez looked good too. Blake Martinez, I tweeted. I thought he looked great. I mean, he was a high profile signing, but um, even with that, he didn't get talked about that much in the offseason. He's a tackle machine. He had twelve tackles. Um, he looked fast. I know he had that good, great play on the screen. Great play on the screen, and that's what you need these days because you know teams are trying to get the ball out to running backs. So he's supposed to not be great in pass coverage, but he looked fast. So I don't know if it's he's not great in pass coverage because of his technique and his, his quickness, but he he's, yeah, he was getting to the ball. He was getting to the ball fast. I mean, he's not good instincts. I like, like when he's one on one playing man. I like him a lot. Um, so I, I think that's good to have him as a captain of that defense in the middle. Um, Shepard, six for 47. That's, you know, kind of what you expect. You hope, you know, we could increase that a little. Um, anything else that sort of stood out to you? Um, I was thinking, I thought Andrew Thomas played pretty well. Well, so we didn't hear his name too much, which is right. a good, that's a good thing. Um, fourth overall pick. Well, you definitely want to keep an eye on him. I mean, some of those plays, he was on Bud Dupree's side, but they were like overloading. It didn't look like he was necessarily well, missing a lot. Yeah, and, and sometimes with the line, it's hard to tell whose fault was it um, because sometimes guys miss locks and then other guys are covering for them. But I think Thomas looked good. Um, you know, we need him to be good or else, you know, the line's a little shaky as is. If he's really solid um, and the line sort of gets chemistry, they could be, they could be decent. I think they, they'll definitely get better with time. You're yeah. also not playing the Steelers every week. That's true. But we are playing to Lil Mac next week. Um, the Bears are 1-0. I saw, I, don't, I think the Bears are a five-point favorite. Um, it's in Chicago, right? Yeah. I, I'm curious. Did home and away matter at all this week? In terms of spreads or in terms of winning? Winning. I mean, I felt good about being home before the game. <laughs> Um, I was like, they're coming to MetLife week one. I felt good. I don't know if that really means anything. Um, I, don't I feel know. like there's, there's definitely something to just sleep in your bed yeah, versus there's, there's something. hectic travel right now. Yeah, I mean, I think based on the Giants being six and a half dogs, I thought they didn't build too much into that, even though the Giants lost by 10. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess we'll see. I don't, you don't even know if the odds makers really know yet. I don't think they do. How could you? What did you think of the, the pumpkin crowd noise? <laughs> like I didn't really pay much attention to it. Someone at some point mentioned like a penalty on us, and they they did cheering. It's like a little gimmicky. Yeah, you know, it's very, it's pretty gimmicky. I don't know what to do, but it, it, it's a little gimmicky. Maybe they'll they'll tinker with it and get it better. Um, that's week one for the Giants. I'm excited. Yeah, I think just with the takeaway, I mean. From my perspective, we made a lot of mistakes. I thought we definitely, you know, hung in there tight, but like, I can't really see us playing much worse. That's why I'm encouraged. Yeah. Uh, part of my takeaway is I don't know what to take away because there were good things with Jones, but there are also bad things with Jones, even though I think he's just clean up the picks. 
there were good things with the defense, but the secondary was shaky. Um, but I think like red zone offense, definitely fixable. These guys will be working with Jones and get him to throw the ball away when he's got I mean, nothing. Yeah, and the Barkley thing will change the offense also. If you if you start if Barkley starts getting loose, the defense has to totally di- game plan differently for that. Um, and then Jones can even take advantage even further, you know, slating down the field, Shepard inside. Um, so Golden Tate was out. He's another good piece in that quick right. pass offense. Good right. hands. Jones, Jones still hasn't had Barkley, Tate. Uh, Shepard, Slade, and Ingram from one game, all of them. Mm-hmm. So maybe next week, I think uh, Tate was close to playing, so maybe I'll have them all next week. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for the rest of the season. I, you know, I hope I hope we can make a playoff push, but I think we'll be excited either way. Um, all right, so that's for the Giants. Uh, we watched football together Sunday afternoon. Um, what do you think? It was, you know, by the way, I love the Giants week one having the night games. You just kind of relax uh, week one and watch Red yeah, Zone. Carefree watching. And everything around the league. So football's back. What did you see? Who would you like? Yeah, so I think one thing in general, no preseason, like no one knew what to expect. I thought it was competitive football. Like a lot of offenses, defenses came out ready to play. I think like, did, did you have a favorite game? Um. Well, I was, I was excited for the Saints-Bucks game, but Brady uh, didn't play a great game. Um, you know, that game wasn't as exciting as people thought. Cleveland-Baltimore, I was excited for, but Baltimore blew them out. I liked um, I liked watching Kyler Murray. You know, I have him my yeah, I have the Murray-Hopkins uh, matchup because you passed on Hopkins. Thank you. That was a nice little <laughs> win for them. I thought the the Dallas Rams game, like I thought both offenses looked great and both defenses looked great. I thought the scoreline didn't like reflect how good they right. were. But that was a great competitive game. Yeah, and that was a, a tough loss to the Cowboys, 0 1. And the Washington football team <laughs> is uh, the NFC East leaders right now at 1 0. No need to panic for us yet. Yeah, I mean, and, and no need to panic for us and no need to uh, congratulate them too much because I don't know if, uh, who knows? Maybe I, saw, I saw a good friend, PFT commenter, was having a little, nice little laugh about them sitting. Well, let, PFT have, let PFT have this moment. Washington's had some tough years. They're, they're one and out. They're in, they're in first. I'm just taking a look at week one. Um, uh, yeah, so just teams I thought were impressive. I thought the Rams looked a lot better than they did all last year. I think, you know, if McVay kind of gets that right and the defense plays well, they'll definitely be a sleeper team to look out for down the road. The Seahawks, too. I like the Seahawks. I think a lot of people like them. They scored 38 on Atlanta. Um, Russell, year in and year out, is just a beast. I think he's an MVP type player this year and every year. He's never had one, right? He's never had a single vote, and he is plus six fifty for MVP. Um, he's got to be in the conversation. If yeah, I mean, just behind vote. Lamar and Mahomes. I um, I think that makes sense. I know you're not the biggest Lamar fan. I think. Okay, I will say he apparently looked great. Not apparently, I saw a couple of balls of his. I was I was impressed. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes and and Lamar are both plus four four fifty for the MVP. I mean. 
I like Mahomes for that. I know sometimes the voters want to get a new guy if, if it's head to head, you know, if it's neck and neck, maybe they'll do Lamar. I would take Mahomes at plus four fifty. Did Lamar win it last year? Oh, you're right. Lamar did win it last year. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by that, but um, yeah, for the two of them, it's tough. It's probably whichever team. Who do you think is fourth in MVP voting after those three, at least odds wise? Is this updated as of week one? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's updated as of right now. Rogers. Rogers is fifth. Murray. Murray is sixth. Who else lit it up? It's a little. It's a little bit of a storyline pick, but he also could put up big stats in a new offense. It's Cam Newton. Oh, wow. He's 10 to 1. He had, I think he had two rushing touchdowns. Um, what, what were his passing numbers? I'm not sure. I think he threw the ball pretty well. They, they had a comfortable win versus Miami. Um, I'm just trying to pull it up. He was, he was only 15 of 19 for 155 yards, but he ran for 75 and two touchdowns. Um, yeah. Like I said. Great game. You did what you have to do. That's a great game. Yeah, but like I said, I think I think the storyline of him in, in New England built a little into that um, those odds. You know, people like the narrative. I think Rogers probably, I would say, and Kyler Murray a better chance than him. Just looking at any long shots. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, seventy five to one. When was the last time a non QBs won it? Was it Adrian Peterson? Yeah, you got to really do something special. I feel like these guys don't get enough work. Everyone's got a, a second back. No, and especially the way the NFL is going with passing and more touchdowns, I, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon. I mean, McCaffrey one of the best seasons for a running back ever last year. And yeah, it would have to be, I think, Derrick Henry just going insane. What were his numbers like last night? Derrick Henry? Yeah. I couldn't stay up for that. Yeah, it was, uh, I watched a bit. It was a lot of, you know, at the end of the week, after watching a full slate of football, he was 30, he had 31 carries. You don't see that anymore in the NFL. For 116 yards, no touchdowns. Um, not MVP. The other guy. I mean, I mean 31 carries. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't see a running back doing it. I think if there were a running back who somehow could, it would be like a 12-4 and four Josh Jacobs. He would have to have a shit ton of touchdowns and... <laughs> I still don't see it. I, mean, I feel like he gets the ball every play. I guess the Panthers were. They, what did they finish last year? Not good, but John. Yeah, and McCaffrey was awesome. I guess if, you know if, the, if McCaffrey had a season last year and the Panthers were twelve and four. He, he, yeah, it would be like jumping the Chiefs and winning the division. It's a long shot. Yeah. So the Giants are seventy-five to one to win the NFC. Kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean... Well, so if you think about the NFC, they're still... I think the AFC is definitely stronger, at least top-heavy. Well, AFC is top-heavy, right. But there's also, there's, there are a bunch of good teams in the NFC also. Right, so you got you to make the playoffs. There's an extra wild card. Three, right? I, think there, I thought there's only one. Oh, no, extra wild card, yeah. I think there's only one bye this year. There's one by at seven teams. I mean, we've been talking about trying to squeeze in for a couple of years. It seems like the easiest route is win the division. You just well, like, it might be the easiest route, but the way the Giants like to do is sneak in as the wild card and just uh, get hot. Because, I mean, the NFC West is pretty loaded. 
think the Niners are the only team that lost. I'm very high on the Rams and the Hawks. Dallas is kind of loaded, unless you're unless you loaded. on Tampa after one game. I mean, uh, you know, I don't like Brady anymore, but the North is kind of loaded. The North's interesting. They've, they've always got that Viking Packers I mean, thing. I'm, always, I'm a big Stafford Lions fan. Um, uh-huh. They're supposed to be the worst in the division. Or, or yeah. And people like the Cowboys. I think everyone's dead on the Eagles. I think the NFC is pretty good. I mean, you know, the AFC has the, the more likely champions with the Chiefs and the Ravens. Um, but after that, I think the NFC is pretty good. Um, it's it's more compelling. Anyone can come out. I'm sure this, are the Saints, the faves. Saints are the, the slight faves, and then the Seahawks. Um, I think, and then the Niners. I think that makes some sense. Yeah, but you can argue all those teams when they play each other. I think last year, the Saints lost first round. I might not be so high on the Niners. I, I know I love to overreact to week one. That's what uh, everyone does. But um, I feel like we've been saying for years, Jimmy's just not that good. He's not, but they were still really good last year. I mean, they, but what happened in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? Well, yeah, no, I mean, they, they sort of blew it last year. They, they were, listen, I, I understand it's an overreaction. It's my overreaction. It's my week one overreaction. I'm allowed to have that. What's your week one overreaction? Overreaction? Who sucks? <laughs> or who's amazing? I like the Bills a lot. We, we had to watch that game with yeah. our friend, Zach, our, our old roommate. <laughs> And that got center screen of his dad's three. Center screen of his We got the reds on our left. But yeah, I like Josh Allen. Twenty-one um, nothing before anyone else had scored. They looked good. Listen, Giants are gonna be better than the Jets. You can take that. You can you can trust that. Um, who else did I like? I well, I, I mentioned the Rams a couple times. I think they're gonna have a nice bounce back year. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah, not much chatter about them. Um, McVay went from being the wonder kid of NFL, the genius, to people saying, eh. and, and and that's what we do. We overreact to one game to one season. Um, you and know, I, yeah, Goff has to be good. Um, I'm also not high on him, but that's I where think it McVay starts. can work around that. Right. I, I thought Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's going to be around. It looked pretty good. Yeah, uh, people, I feel like not talking about picks for them much either. Their defense is incredible. And um, if Big Ben plays good, and uh, Ben will find points. Yeah, Ben will find points. Uh, their run game looks pretty good. Yeah, picks going to be pretty good. People, people are and then, again, I, I only watched the first quarter and they didn't look that good. But I think the Titans are going to have a nice year. Yeah, so Titans surprised people last year. Rabel, um, you know, seems like a great coach. And, I like the clowny uh, signing. They run the ball. They play defense. Um, they're sort of an old school style team, and uh, they should be they should be back in the playoff race this year. Mm-hmm. All right, Dave. Anything else before we wrap up? This was this was great. No, I mean, I guess what what where, what's going on with Berg? Uh, <laughs> you mean Jason from the Brand Jason podcast? Yeah, that one. Tune in next week to find out what's going on with Jason from the Brand Jason podcast. <laughs> You probably thought that was the end of the podcast. Well, I did too. We hopped off the recording and uh, me and Chuck were just chatting and I said, I wish there was tennis on tonight. I missed the U.S. Open. And we talked about that for a couple of minutes. And I said, fuck, why don't we talk about the, the upcoming golf U.S. Open this, this weekend at Wingfoot? I said, what a botch. And then so we just hopped back on the Zoom. So here you go. 
All right, Gabe. So talking tennis a little bit. U.S. Open ended Sunday night, and I miss it. It was a really great tournament. I know we both, uh, you know, are casual tennis fans. We, we get up a little bit for the majors, but um, this was a great tournament. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I got very into it. I know a lot of people were watching basketball every night. I was, what match do we have tonight? Yeah. No, um, I watched a ton of it. Um, I know you watched a lot too. It was great to see our boy Dominic win. Been rooting for him for years. Yeah, so Dominic team won the, the U.S. Open. He beat... Zverev. Um, he beat Alexander Zverev. Um, his first major title, he lost two previously. I think he lost one to Djokovic and one to Nadal. He lost three. Lost three and one to Federer? He's going to be one of three people. I think he's lost to Nadal twice at the French. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. And he's going to be one of three people ever to lose their first four major finals, like Andy Murray and somebody I'd never heard of. But it, it's so tough because he's playing Nadal the French, who's the greatest ever there. He's playing Djokovic, who's one of the greatest ever. I mean, team is a great player. We, we you know, we've been on the Open, and we saw him a few years ago, and he was like, he was good. He was fun to watch. He was probably like a top 20 player at the time. Um, I mean, the, I think he's definitely cemented his status as he's there. And what's interesting is like Rafa's the French guy, Djokovic, Australia. Seems like he can do it on all these surfaces. Right. He, right. And yeah, and Federer sort of could do Australia or, or, or French. Wimbledon. Uh, or Wimbledon. But um, yeah, team's just a really good round player. And we got to mention Djokovic. <laughs> what a, what a, what a thing that was that he got kicked out of the U.S. Open. So if you guys don't know, he, he sort of, did he hit it or throw it? I forgot. He hit it. He, it was like a light hit. It wasn't he hit a ball to one of the line judges. And it's, you got to check out the video. It's your call if he meant to do it or not. I think he sort of didn't mean to do it, but he did hit it a little harder than he should have. It hit this ball woman's neck. It actually hit her in the neck, which is a huge part of it. If it, landed, if it was a foot over and it doesn't hit her, there is no chance he's getting kicked out. Right, but the problem is these guys are so accurate. Right, he, he doesn't miss, yeah, miss a spot. So he hit her right in the jugular. She went down hard. She sold it like uh, Patrick Beverly. Um, and he got kicked out. He got kicked out of the US Open, and it opened up the bracket. And my first thought, thought was that sucks. I was. I thought it was I mean, good for the sport. I mean, yeah, it sucks for him. My first thought it was it sucks for the tournament, and then I thought about it. it was like, no one. These really great players don't get a chance to win. Um, and right. Like, hopefully, it's a breaking of the seal, and you, there's a ton of young talent on tour right now. And you hope to see, you know, Medvedev, Zverev, all these guys get a chance. Yeah, there's a lot of young talent, and there's another. So you know, because of COVID, the schedule got rearranged, and the French Open is in a month. Um, I don't know if people know that. So. We'll see what happens there. Maybe we'll come back and talk about it because we're playing tennis right now. Um, from the U.S. Open tennis to uh, the U.S. Open golf. Um, nice segue. What a time in September right now. <laughs> Fall's coming. The weather's changing. Um, so the U.S. Open is at Wingfoot uh, Golf Club. Uh, to be honest, so we're recording this on Tuesday. Tournament obviously starts on Thursday. I haven't really got into it yet. I'm super excited. I will start doing picks. I still will look at odds and, and see everything. I haven't got much into it yet. So can you give me a little preview? Who are we looking at? 
the conditions. Tell yeah, me. absolutely. So historically, Wingfoot has hosted some U.S. Opens, and it's a historically very difficult course. I think like last time the winner was was plus and like by a good margin. And what they've been doing year after year at these U.S. Opens, like making these unfair conditions where all these European guys are like tweeting clowns at the PGA yeah. just for like ruining it and making it not fun. But I think here, I mean, obviously the rough is going to be killer. There were some videos with Arnold Palmer cans, tall boy stuck in the grass and you couldn't even see the top of them. Love that. They're always going to punish you for the rough. But a lot of what the players are saying is, you know, the course is in pristine condition. Like it, it's actually a good U S open course and it's going to test everything off the tee, iron game, and around the greens. So how hard do you think it could be? Where do you think the winning score could be on an all-rounder? I still think these guys are so good that you're going to see it around even. Really? There, there, were, there were a couple tournaments this year which were similarly like out-of-control conditions. I mean, a lot of it. I feel like a big thing that they're so talented, what kind of gets to them is like the wind and the weather. Right. And when they get bad weather days, they just really start to struggle. And that's when it's tougher to hit fairways or get your spin on the ball and get the ball to sit. Um, but I, I think you'll end up seeing a couple guys break through and just play their game. I mean, I I had seen a couple – I saw today both McElroy and Justin Thomas said this is incredible after playing the course. They love being around it. They said – you're going to see pro golfers do things you've never seen them do before. I saw another quote from someone today. He's like, you're so much more of an advantage if you're in the fairway with a four iron going to the green versus in the rough with a seven iron. Right. You might see guys just really lay up and hit the fairways. You might see guys get aggressive and try to steal strokes. Right. Something a so, fun mix. So I'm looking at some odds here. So Dustin Johnson is the favorite eight to one. Justin's playing amazing. He won the FedEx Cup. Um, I would imagine DJ and Rom are probably the top guys. They've yeah, so Johnson's at eight to one. Hands. Sorry, what'd you say? I would, DJ and Rom both ended the season pretty. Yes, yeah, so fire. Eight to one. Rom's a ten to one. Who do you think's third? Probably JT. Yeah, JT's at fourteen to one. Morikawa, who won, uh, who won the last major, is at sixteen to one. What was it the PGA? Yep. Uh, he's at sixteen to one. Rory sixteen to one. Shoffley sixteen to one. DeChambeau twenty two to one. This is the first tournament I think they've accurately priced Tiger in a long time. Um, well, Tiger can win big tournaments because his potential is so that high. He's not that, that consistent anymore. They have him at forty to one. Um, you think that's fair? You think they finally sort of priced him? Where I think it's definitely fair. His problems. I mean, I think at the last at the PGA, I think. It was there's some tournament I was watching. It might have been BMW because that was a fun one. He was by far and away the worst putter there. Which yeah. he's he's going through some putting issues, and he's you know since his whole comeback, he's been struggling off the tee. Those are two things you need to have right. in the U.S. Open. Any um anyone who people might not be talking about that you think can win this thing? It seems like. It's going to be the ball strikers. I, I was watching another interview today with with the, with our friends over at Foreplay, and they were talking to Patrick Reed for like three minutes, and just hearing the guy speak about the course and like the competitive nature, I was like, oh my god, he's he's going to win this thing. Hey, okay. yeah, just like a solid striker, not too long, but traditionally stays out of trouble and shows up on, on the biggest stage. 
I like Tim. Patty, they have a 35 to one. Not bad. Um, I, I, I do think like you could get one of these long hitters like Bryson or Finau who can just, you know, maybe they're hitting it so long that they're wedging hand in the rough and maybe they're just hitting fairways, but that's, that's where you're going to get your scoring opportunities. Champ at 125 to one. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was right in at the PGA. Yeah. Um, you know, they'd have Ricky at 60 to one. I'd love to see him win a major, but I don't know. if <laughs> His game, he's been terrible since the restart, but you know, I love him too. Yeah. I mean, the thing with these guys is they all have the tools if they can you know, the issue, three rounds of right. playing the, great golf. But there's so many scramble. So many so guys. Many golfers right now that you really have to play. I mean, unless you're one of the top ones who could play pretty good and win, if you're not one of the, the top five, you got to play perfect and win. Well, it's like so. the different variations of good where like, I feel like a guy like Justin Rose, I remember, I think it was the last major, like, he hit no fairways, no greens, and he's just scrambling for his life and saving pars. And that it's, you're going to see a lot of bogeys. So it's going to be the guys who can who can keep the doubles off the card and scramble and make those unlikely pars. Right, which I think is not necessarily like your DJ or Ron. They have blow up potential. Right. I, I think. I mean, I've thought JT's probably the, the most talented golfer in the world for a while. I'd be surprised if he wasn't up there and contending on Sunday. Yeah, I hope he is. I hope, uh, you know, a lot of these, these good players are up there. For me, you know, I'll make some bets, but I really just want um, a competitive tournament. I'd like to see fun guys, the good guys up there. You know, I, I'd love to see Tiger win, but, um, you know, some of these young good players that, um, you know, are just fun to watch. So Yeah, the last thing I would say on that is just like, consistently these major leaderboards every single time it's like you're getting six huge names in the right. top 10 and so he's who's gonna win this but must watch yeah well at the pga it was the leaders were probably at like 12 13 and i think there were six guys tied for the lead and then more callous are but it's, it's 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 the best names in golf show yeah. up i hope that happens i'm looking forward to it um you know maybe we'll come back and, and recap uh, the tournament uh, afterwards. Um, I yep. think that's all I got. Hey, uh, thanks for having me on. Big weekend for us. Let's get some good golf. Let's let's get yeah, the Giants no, back to five hundred. Giants five hundred golf, basketball, hockey. No more tennis. Uh, there's baseball. The Mets aren't doing so well. We're not going to talk about that. David Greenfield, thanks for coming. This was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Thank you. All right, take care.